Right, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. So last week, we on that of the discussion with regards to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, meeting Allah, and then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had the entire conversation, and we found out, and we basically came to know how the tashawud came into existence. So after Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam returns with the gift, five, gift, five daily salah gifts, as well as uh, the last two verses of Surah Baqarah, as well as the Muqimat, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa then goes home. When he reaches home, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa feels that his bed is still warm. So, what the West cannot comprehend is that how a normal human being, a person like Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa traveled for in one night from one place to another, when saw the seven heavens, the different levels in, in, in Jahannam, met Allah, had a conversation, and then came back to earth in one night. Now, one thing you need to understand, and this is what I need to draw your attention to today, is that you need to realize that when it comes to Allah, Allah is not confined to time and space. So that means... Like how we as human beings, we feel and we see time passing us by every minute, every second, every day, every hour. You understand? This does not exist by Allah. When it comes to space, you know that you are only confined to this particular space over here. You cannot jump from here right up unto the sky because of the laws of gravity. You understand? So how is it possible that when we in our graves, when we die and we put in our graves, how is it possible that two angels will enter the grave, they will make you sit up, they will question you. If you are successful, the grave will expand for you. If you are not, not successful, the grave will crush you. So how is this possible? Because of the fact that remember, Allah is the creator of everything. Everything that is in existence, Allah is the creator of it. Things we can see, things we can't see. Things we can feel and touch, those things that we can't see, feel and touch as well. So Allah is not confined to time and space. You understand? So how was this possible? They're trying to figure out how it is possible. You understand? So, ulama has come to the conclusion. So they give different examples that how this is possible, how Allah is not confined to time and space. You understand? So every night when we go to bed, we read a dua. Allahumma bismika amutu wa ahya. Oh Allah, in your name I die and I come to life. So when we die, when going to bed at night, does it mean that the angel of death comes and he takes our soul and he brings it back in the morning when we wake up? What does it mean? Why do we read a dua like that? So, let me explain. So when a person goes to bed at night and you fall asleep 
the sleep that Allah has given us. وَجَعَلْنَا نَوْمَكُمْ subata. Allah says. Allah has made the night as what? A covering for you to rest. So, in literal translation, is a blanket. Allah made a night as a covering, as a blanket for us. Right. So Allah says Allah has made the night for us in that manner, in that way. Now, so we read every single night, every single day. Dua for waking up, dua before going to bed. But why do we say when I die? So this sleeping that Allah has given us, this sleeping that is a blessing from Allah for our body to rest, is known as to suhra, a small death. So this doesn't mean that the angel of death comes and is going to take your soul. Because once the angel of death comes and he takes your soul, remember, once death comes to you, there is no respite granted. You're not going to get extra time. There's no second innings. Once he takes your soul, he takes your soul for good. Right. So we carry on. So let's see what happens when a person sleeps. So when a person falls asleep at night, an angel is appointed to take our soul and travel with that soul. This is how dreams are created. So then, Mr. Farhan might be sitting there and thinking to himself, but no, Lana, what about those other nice dreams that we get? Right? So if you see if you see yourself or if you dream of a beautiful woman, Mr. Uni, she's beautiful, she's very beautiful, and you can't control your urges and desires. That's how beautiful she is. Where does that dream come from? Is that an angel that takes you there? No, that comes from Shaitan. So all those bad dreams, all those let's say non-permissible dreams. That comes from shaitan. You understand? So, the angels take your soul and it travels with it. Right? Right up unto wherever you can imagine it will travel with you. You understand? And then one day, Madam Yasin, Mr. Yasin will be sitting, Mr. Yasin will be sitting and he's thinking to himself, what is doing right now at the moment? Writing on that sleeve. You understand? Writing on the table with that same marker. Sitting the way he is. Listening to how I'm talking. He thinks to himself, but this happened to me before. But he can't put two and two together to think, but when did it happen? So this is where it comes in. This is what we call a deja vu. So sometimes these angels, they take you so far traveling during the night. It's like they're taking you right into the future that they're traveling with you. So you dream of things that's still going to happen. You understand? So sometimes, no, you don't become a fortune teller. Obviously, you understand. So sometimes you've done something in the past. Or you dreamt of something that happened already. And now that it's happening, you think, but 
this happened. But you can't put your finger on it when and where it happened. But you know this happened. The same feeling that you're getting now, like you're sitting there, Mr. Farhan, the same feeling you got in that dream, but you don't realize that that was a dream. You know it happened, but you don't know when and where. This is what we call deja vu. You understand? So sometimes it happens to you, other times it doesn't. Because sometimes we have people that sleep like logs. You can jump on the bed next to them. You can give them a smack. They will not feel a thing. You understand? So this deen of ours is so beautiful that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam has even given us a dua before going to bed. And there's not only one dua. I'm going to mention the next dua as well to you and you'll see how important that dua is as well. You understand? And in fact, these two duas before going to bed, going to sleep at night, are important. They are actually basically linked to each other. So can you imagine, when you were growing up, from class 1, preschool, madrasa, you've been taught the seven kalimats. So here's a rhetorical question. How many of us still reads those seven kalimas? How many of us still reads the Kuls and Ayatul Kursi before going to bed? How many of us still blows our bed and dust it off? Do you understand? Question you need to ask yourself. Have I forgotten those things that are important? So now I'm going to remind you how important those things actually were. If you look at it, first kalima, kalima tayyiba. So what are you doing there? You are saying with full conviction that there is none worthy of worship but Allah. La ilaha illallah. Kalima shahada. You bearing testimony that there is only one Allah and Nabi Sallallahu is the messenger of Allah. Kalima tamjid. You glorifying Allah. Kalima tawheed. You speak about oneness of Allah. Kalima raddil kufr. You rejecting everything that is kufr. Kalima uh, iman imujmal. You're speaking about how you believe in Allah as Allah is. And Imani Mufassal, the seventh kalima, your articles of faith. So can you imagine if you read these things before you go to bed at night? Wouldn't it be a beautiful death for you? Because the last things that were read by you, that is on your lips, was mentioning Allah's name. You see how important those kalimas are? We tend to forget them. We think that we only need to learn them because it's in the Dua Kitab, in Madrasa. We need to know it only for that time. No, you need to know it for the rest of your life. And then after that, you read the Dua. Allahumma bismika mutuaha. Oh Allah, in your name I die and I come to life. Anything where that Allah's name is mentioned on, Allah blesses it. So what's the second part? What's the second dua? Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us that after you read the dua, Allahumma bismika amutu wa ahya, follow it up with this dua, Allahumma in amsakta nafsi, faghfir laha. Oh Allah, if you take my soul while I'm asleep, faghfir laha, forgive it. Forgive my soul. So you're making dua, that oh Allah, if I die in my sleep, please forgive my soul. Wa in arsaltaha, and if I wake up in the morning and you return my soul to my body, فَحْفَذْهَا بِحِفْذِكَ الَّذِي تَحْفَذُ بِهِ بَارَكَ الصَّالِحِينَ 
protect my body, protect my soul, protect my being. As you have protected your pious servants when I wake up in the morning. Look at his beautiful duas Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught us. Look at how important the seven kalimas are, Mr. Isop. So it's important. We need to go back. Start all over again. Start doing it. You understand? Don't forget these things. You're going to get married one day. You're going to have children. Don't let it be the duty of the Appa or the Molana to teach your children these things. Let it become your duty as a parent when you're, being, when you're going to be a parent. You understand? And then some of us, we don't care about these duas because we're sitting with earpods, earphones in our ears. And what we're listening, what we're listening to? I'm going to kill your mama and your papa and your daddy. So we're listening to music while falling asleep. Can you imagine your condition if mouth comes to you while you're in your sleep at that time and you're listening to Tupac? Dr. Dre, or who's all the other artists that you have? You understand? Can you imagine how death will come to you at that time? So instead of doing that, read your kalimas till you fall asleep. Read what you're supposed to till you fall asleep. If you want, listen to Nasheed. Listen to Nazams. Listen to, listen to talks of deed. Listen to recitation of the Quran when you want to fall asleep like that with something in your ear. Hey, are you with me? You understand? So if you want to have a good death, some people die in their sleep and it's a painless death that they have. Not to say that when mode comes and he pulls your soul, it's going to be easy if you're sleeping. No. You're still going to feel the pain. You understand? But the least you can do is not sleep with those things in your ears and you're listening to the wrong things. The least you can do is read these du'as. So the last things that you mentioned, that you read, was keeping Allah in mind. You understand? So sleep in itself is a blessing from Allah. And what about others? Those of us who don't even bother to read these du'as. What about them? Huh? When you get those bad dreams, when you get those ugly dreams and nasty dreams, huh? you're dreaming, you're running, a dog is biting you. You're dreaming and then, then the dream so much changes. Now it's a snake that's choking you and biting you. Then you dream, you there's a lump of yours laying, there's an arm of yours laying, one eye is falling out. Then you wonder why you get bad dreams like this. You understand? So read these du'as. Read these du'as people. Read the du'as of protection. Read the surahs of protection. They are not just surahs, du'as that, that you have to read only because you learned it in madrasa. No. There's a reason behind everything. Just like how Allah sent Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with a mission and a reason of being a mercy unto mankind. Every dua that we were taught by Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
has its reasons, has its meaning. So learn these du'as. Make a point to know these du'as. Make a point to learn these du'as. And inshallah, starting from tonight, even if you have to sit and open up that du'a kitab again and start reading your kalimas from kalima tayyiba, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Then you start doing it because it's only going to benefit you. Are you with me, people? Jazakallah.